This episode is about those casting calls that are looking for either real people or saying that no acting experience is required. The cynical side of me says they are able to pay less to those with little or no experience. So this is the first email we got. It wouldn't happen in any other profession. Is there no such thing as raw talent anymore? Right then, folks. What'll it be? Right then. Oh. Welcome back, everyone, to Two Actors Walk Into a Bar. This episode was supposed to come out next week, but uh, <laughs> given how this episode came about and uh, the reactions that we got on Twitter, we decided to bump it forward and bring it out this week. So this is how I spent my Easter weekend. <laughs> Very frantically editing this episode <laughs> to be ready in time. <laughs> no time like the present, David. Although for those wondering, we should probably say what this episode is about. Mm, be helpful. <laughs> yeah. We've built it up though. We've yeah. built it up very well. I bet you're on the edge of your seats. <laughs> Unless you're walking, in which case the edge of the... Curb. Oh, don't, because you might... <laughs> You might get hit by a car. Don't do that. We we are not responsible for anyone getting hit by <laughs> oncoming traffic. We've gone off the rails oh, already. God. <laughs> it doesn't take much. This episode's about those casting calls that you see on casting websites such as Mandy or even casting agents on Twitter posting various castings out. And that happened quite a lot, I think, over the past few weeks where they're asking for quote-unquote real people or saying that you can apply and no acting experience is necessary or required type thing. We had a conversation, I think it was with Chris Hawley, and we were talking about this sort of outcry for influencers and, and these jobs that they're willing to give you pretty reasonable fees to record influencer content, I think yeah. is what it would be known as. So I don't think they're expecting you to be a, a YouTuber as such, but they're maybe expecting you to promote some sort of brand or product. It's not what a lot of people would recognise as acting work, I don't think. They're asking yeah. you to be yourself, presumably. And so, yes, yeah, that was sort of how it came about, our initial interest in it. And then I said to David, have you seen this video this guy, Daryl Draper, has put on Facebook? You said, no, I don't know what you're talking about. And then when I went on it, David had already liked it. So he absolutely yes, had I seen, seen it. <laughs> it um, kind of, for those that haven't seen it, it was basically a video of him mocking these casting calls that come up asking for real people uh but we are getting daryl on this show at a later date so stay tuned for that but yeah his video is basically just mocking the fact that you know it's a casting call on the website specifically for actors asking for people for real people because real people and actors i guess there's a a difference apparently <laughs> and yeah now you mentioned it Scarlett I've seen other castings on Mandy looking for people that are like influencers or people to host podcasts or real families we're looking for a real family to to do this and I don't know I'm I'm not part of the Von Trapp family so that kind of leaves me out <laughs> that's a I think the real families thing that's interesting to me because I feel like we're at a <laughs> particularly unusual time and so yeah. there will be a case of that maybe it's sort of iffy wording on their part but they're looking for people in the same household essentially because it means that they don't have to worry quite so much about testing yeah. and restrictions and stuff like that but if that stuff's still appearing in normal times should we get towards that <laughs> at any point soon then for me I can't understand it appearing on 
websites that you have to pay or networks that you have to pay subscriptions to as professional mm. actors you have to provide yeah. credits for or evidence that you've had paid work and you have to pay to get on mm. these as well yeah you have to pay for them sure these like various companies asking for real people and genuine reactions because obviously actors can't give genuine reactions i guess i don't know it's just a bit what why are they on these casting sites mm. because the only people who have paid to get on these sites are, are actors. actors yeah you're not gonna get joe blogs off the street who's never acted in his life thinking oh you know what i'll give this man yeah i'll try. go and pay over a hundred pound for an annual subscription to i don't know i'll go for mandy i won't be getting on spotlight because i've got to have a few credits before i can get <laughs> on there i'll try star now there's something backstage isn't there I'll, I'll try them all out and just see if anyone wants me for goggle box because that's <laughs> that's the sort of thing they're looking for like yeah. like we say real families or real individuals who aren't playing a part and they are absolutely being themselves F- for me I, I, I don't know it doesn't make sense to me when i think when social media is the way it is, you've mm. got Facebook, you've got Twitter, even Instagram, but I feel that's not quite so suitable. Instagram's full of spam accounts. <laughs> I mean, every time we post something on our Instagram, we get some spam account going DM at Emperor Records. And within seconds any, of posting. Within seconds, yeah. Anyone that does that, that comments on our Instagram going, hey, DM at Emperor Records gets blocked like that. <laughs> oh, fuck off. But the, you have... Social media is so vast. I'm not saying actors aren't real people, but they pay those subscriptions for those websites for yeah. acting work. Yeah. Not necessarily to be themselves. I mean, if it suits and it, it works out well, then sure, go for it. Nobody's stopping you. But put it on Facebook, put it on Twitter, and you'll yeah. get such a higher percentage of people that are interested because well especially now people need work but there will be families i think everybody's family's probably said it they've had a particularly funny conversation one night watching the telly and gone we could be on google box <laughs> they've Everyone never thought that. about acting in their lives one of them's no. a plumber one's a doctor and the other's i don't know a shop worker but they never ever <laughs> considered would have considered calling themselves actors i don't know i think shop workers are some of the best actors ever because oh, having God, to, yeah. uh, having worked in a shop and you have as well <laughs> you have to act a lot to pretend like you care about customers and don't want to fucking throw a tin of baked beans at them <laughs> you have to act a lot in order not to get the sack <laughs> whenever i apply for a job on mandy I've I've got, you know, my little cover letter, you know, mm-hmm. screen actor experience in this, based here, blah, blah, blah. What do you put when oh, you're applying God. to be a real person on Mandy? It's like, I'm a real person? Yeah, yeah. I, I, I here's totally my, know Here's my headshot. Oh, no, I've given it away. I'm actually an actor. Fuck, because a real person wouldn't have a headshot. Mm. Here's a selfie instead. I don't understand. Are actors not real people then? <laughs> Uh, I don't know anymore, David. I've only seen you through a screen for the last year. So this could all be a projection. <laughs> um, yeah, I, that's the other thing for me. I feel the real people discussion is almost estranged from the no acting experience required. We'll, we'll get more into this later with like our um, our listeners' reactions to something we put out on Twitter um, but definitely, I started noticing recently certain casting directors posting flyers on Twitter for various projects and stuff. And the little 
sentence saying no acting experience necessary or no acting experience required. See, I, you say that there's a difference between, you know, casting calls asking for real people and mm. casting calls saying no acting experience necessary. I think there's a huge difference between no acting experience necessary and no acting experience required. Yes, yeah, yeah, I agree with you. But then you get into this whole <laughs> other thing as well of what is acting experience. Mm. Yeah. What does that what does that mean? Like if you're someone who's just, you know, oh hey, I've never thought of acting, I've never acted at all. Oh, I may as well go for this feature film. Mm. It's like Yeah. It's it's weird because like no acting experience necessary. Does that mean they're just after any one, any actor regardless of whether mm. does acting experience mean drama school? Well, yeah, cuz then we don't count. Well, yeah, cuz neither of us went to drama school. But we studied drama and we've both been paid to act. Mm. But then saying that before I became professional, I was still getting what I call experience because yeah, yeah. I, whilst, you know, learning about drama and doing plays at school, college and uni, I was doing plays outside of education with mm. the Performing Arts Society at uni, Amdram groups between graduating university and moving on to professional acting. We know a lot of professional actors as well that in their downtime or when they know they haven't got any jobs coming up they do andram as well just to keep their toe in something and who can blame them do you know what i mean like chris said a couple of weeks ago it's a need to do it not a want yeah maybe it's just the wording that Mm. these casting directors have put out maybe it should be like (laughs) they just it's a nothing thing to them they just hash something out send it off (laughs) and there's all of us like Unpicking every single little word they probably and its think meanings. nothing of this sentence and we're like, what does it mean? Yeah. What, do you, what do you mean by that? If they say something like non-professional actors can apply or mm. something, that would be fine, I guess. But it's weird because you say, for instance, you know, a pipe burst in my house and the whole downstairs was flooded. I need someone to fix the pipes in my house. My house is flooded. No plumbing experience necessary. It's like, no, no. But if you know your way around do you bend, then come on round. <laughs> no, that counts as experience. Oh. <laughs> it's the thing. Like, why would you want someone, why would you want to hire someone as an actor if they've had no experience whatsoever? Mm. And when I say no Ooh. experience whatsoever, what I mean, what because some people might misinterpret what I say, what I mean by that is someone that has never acted a day in their life never thought of acting and i'm not talking about professionally i'm talking about professionally amateurly that's not a word <laughs> or in edu- never done a school play nothing that's mm. what i mean by no acting experience if you've acted in a school play that counts as experience if you've done amdram experience if you've done a family panto i know some people do that that kind of ca- that doesn't count as experience if you've done a- oh, wow that sounds quaint <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm sure there are some families that have done that. They get their kid, they trot their kids out to perform for you know the <laughs> drunk aunties and uncles and the granddad asleep in the corner. <laughs> that didn't happen in my household, but if I've if I've suddenly awoken something in any of our audiences, email in, <laughs> tell us about that. We'll bring on for an episode about family pantos. Mm-hmm. That'll be the Christmas special this year. It's it's so tricky. It's so tricky because like we've already mm. said about the wording, you've said like yeah. absolutely no experience. So if you've never touched a U-bend in your life, <laughs> you are not allowed to come round and tweak my pipes. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Don't say tweak your pipes. <laughs> I tighten them up, but I thought that sounded worse. <laughs> um, they both sound worse. <laughs> but then that's like 
if you don't have credentials, you can't have a chance. Now, if your neighbour, I don't know, installed his own bathroom, proper DIY geek, love that sort of stuff, but by profession and qualifications, he is a weather analyst. What a random thing to choose. (laughs) Toilets, what's complete opposite? Weather, other end of the scale. <laughs> I don't know. Anyway. Um, I, I, kind of th- I kind of see where you're going with this. You're not going to be like, look at your amazing bathroom. What do you do for a job? Let's see your GCSEs. Oh, I'm a weather analyst and I've got degrees in this, that and the other and I love maths. Well, then you're not touching my bog, even though I know you can do it, but because you don't yeah. have the paper to say so it's a, it's a funny uh, one it's that okay. like raw talent thing i was having yeah. a conversation with um the first guest on our podcast christopher bartlett wolford earlier on Shout about out. this <laughs> don't call us we'll call you podcast cracking podcast go check it out <laughs> he said about it not being the right time if it wasn't meant to be it wasn't meant to be and just accept that it's not mm. like it was your job and then somebody without any experience comes along and takes it away from you it's open to everybody and if the they find the right person they found them and if it wasn't you it's not like you've been done a misjustice sort of thing i guess so yeah i mean like if you go for a job and then someone with no acting experience gets it if that person didn't go for that job you may still not get it anyway you may have lost it to someone else mm. i guess but he also said about street casting which obviously they can't do now and because if you approach somebody in the street they're like fuck off 2 meters um, <laughs> yeah that was a thing. If if your face fitted and and they thought you were right, like so, a guilty pleasure of mine used to be Geordie Shaw. Oh dear. <laughs> All right, right, right. Hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. I've got to stop you right there. We're talking about actual proper actors. Here, here we go. Not here the we kind go, of right? trash from Geordie Shaw. No offense to anyone in Geordie Shaw. Listening. Well, yeah, but like you're slating it down they sort of have told their stories now that it's kind of all fizzled out and the original cast members and they're known as cast members are no (sighs) longer in it they were interviewed about how their lives have been since they were sort of like propelled into the world of reality tv and and how that happened so a lot of them said stuff like oh i was approached in a club and and then i got a message from the casting directors of the show the next day and the producers (laughs) and they wanted me to come in for an audition now as far as we know some say it's scripted. I think Towie is particularly like... We have international listeners. Can you describe what Towie is? <laughs> so it's called The Only Way is Essex. Um, and it's people from Essex. I think there may even be people from out of Essex. Geography isn't my thing. In America, you've got your Jersey Shores, your Real Housewives of LA type reality shows. That's what Geordie Shore and The Only Way is Essex. And what's the other one? Made in Chelsea? Yeah. Yeah. Scottish wives. I may have made that Is one. Is there up. a Scottish wives? No, I think you're I'm, thinking I'm... of Scottish widows. That's a pension company, David. <laughs> <laughs> I made it up, but hey, any producers listening, Scottish wives. There's an idea for a show. <laughs> God, it sounds kind of like some sort of um, Mormon show. <laughs> I have all these wives, and they're all Scottish, and there's only one of me. <laughs> okay, we're still going off track, but. Brenda overcooked the haggis again, the bitch. (laughs) She can sleep in the outhouse. (laughs) (laughs) No offence to any Scots out there. But one thing about this, like 
the, your maiden Chelsea's, your only ways is Essex, is, 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 and shit like that. That's not something that proper actors are going to be applying for. They're not going to be like, oh, I really hope I get to play the character of Gemma Collins in TOWIE or whatever. No, and so that's why it's that sort of stuff. So street casting was where you got your real people. But is yeah. it because we're in the unprecedented time that we are, that we're seeing those sorts of casting calls for real people. I still can't make sense of the fact that they're on acting networks and actors' job sites, Mm. but that's where they're popping up. You wouldn't pay the money to be on said sites if you were looking to be yourself. You are still a real person. They obviously, the, the like again, it's the language is dodgy. It's yeah. so dodgy. Because we come on here as real people. I had a conversation with somebody the other day who yeah. asked me how the podcast was going, mm-hmm. uh, said something, and then was like, so how long are the episodes? And I was like, like between, they average roughly between 40 minutes and an hour. And he was like, oh, okay. Um, oh, God, I bet that's, that takes a while, doesn't it? And I was kind of like... Well, yeah, but once we get going, like me and David chat the back legs off of donkeys. So like a whole herd of fucking donkeys, the pair of us. So (laughs) it's pretty easy work sort of thing. But he was like, what? And it's not, do you have to learn scripts every week? And I was like, no. Sorry, sorry. He thinks this shit is scripted. (laughs) I appreciate the fact that like he was asking after how it was going. But like... (laughs) I don't know whether people think they see two actors walk into a bar and assume that it's some sort of sketch. Oh, my God. Because it's not. This is, if somebody was casting for a podcast and they needed a duo and I saw (laughs) it on Mandy and they wanted real people for a podcast where they got to get pissed up and chat about whatever they like, I'd have been like, fuck yeah, David, we're real people. Let's go on as Scarlett and Dave, no characters, and create a podcast about what it's like to be both actors and just mates and have a laugh. No, no, I think what we should be doing is going, uh, we're going to we're gonna get in touch with a lawyer. You've stolen our idea, you fuck. <laughs> uh, I'm 100% going to put a poll out on Twitter and ask how many people think this shit is scripted. <laughs> Another one for you, miss. So this episode is about those casting calls and casting notices that are looking for either real people or saying that no acting experience is required and whatnot. I thought it'd be quite interesting to see what our listeners think. So I put on Twitter, calling all actors, how do you feel when you see a casting call looking for either real people or where no acting experience is necessary? We want to hear from you. Email us at twoactorspodcastoutlook.com. I put that that call out on Twitter and, you know, I specifically asked people to email in. So naturally, everyone responded to the tweet instead and i just assumed we'd get a few emails here and there oh boy we got some responses i mean some we got a lot and this is the main reason why this episode has been bumped up to come out today rather than next week where do you want to start a lot of people have a lot to say about this i want to say from the off i can see both sides of the argument so can i yeah there's people out there that quite angry about the whole matter and there's other people that think it's a great thing oh yeah i've read through the entire thread i think we've both Mm. read through it our phones blew up (laughs) Uh, seeing as obviously uh, i imagine a lot of people listening to this have probably seen 
the Twitter feed. So shall we start? If you haven't, go have a browse. <laughs> go have a browse. <laughs> it's it's on there. It's prob- It'll give you some context. <laughs> yeah. Um, but shall we have a look through some of the emails? I've not read all of these, but some of them are really yeah, interesting. Yeah. So this is the first email we got. We're going in quite heavy with this one. Uh, so this is an email we got in from an actor. Hi, I wanted to comment on this type of casting call. It's massively insulting and mentally abusive to actors who have not only trained but have years of experience. It wouldn't happen in any other profession. So smacks of acting not being considered as a profession by casting directors. That's only the first part of the email. Mm. What do you think of that? As I say, these are just our opinions. We are not the authority on any of this, by the way. Yeah. We're, we're <laughs> way in over our head with the reactions we got to this. Oh, yes. <laughs> but we're going to try and dissect I... them and try and find our guesser. Happy medium, maybe? I don't know. Mm, we'll see. Maybe some common ground. I, I'd say the cynical side of me mm. feels that casting directors, agents, whoever are preparing those casting calls, yeah, are just those that advertise these jobs, they aren't... The cynical side of me says they aren't doing it out of goodwill. Mm. They are able to pay less to those with little or no experience, meaning it's therefore exploitative. Um, they're not intentionally helping out the little man. They aren't hindering them either because they will get a credit for that if it's paid work. But it needs to be made apparent that they're not a goodwill gesture. Well, that, it's interesting you say that because this person in their email continues saying, it's also a shout out for cheap labour, those with no agent mm. or experience to know the worth of the job. This sort of thing is even more common when casting diversely. So more offensive to diverse actors who have actually trained and got experience to find themselves sharing the limited opportunities they get to work with people of no experience. So that's the thing. Like if you've worked in this industry professionally, you kind of know what your skills are worth, what your talent is worth mm. and stuff like that. And so you know the signs to look out for when a casting is trying to take you for a ride and saying like, hey, yeah. you're going to get 100 quid to work for a day, but we're going to own your image in perpetuity for nothing. The thing that sort of wavers me away from this particular person's point of view mm. on it, the training thing yeah, for me, I feel makes the industry exclusive. Mm. Now, I understand what we were saying about credentials and stuff and... And if you'd only worked in Amdram and if you'd not actually studied. But, and I said this again to Christopher Bartlett-Walford, is there no such thing as raw talent anymore? Like, it's, it's like an entitlement that those jobs have to be for those that have paid for training. Mm. And then it is so just unfairly swayed towards those that can afford it. And there are, I imagine, fucking hundreds of thousands of people that because their postcode wasn't right because their parents had blue collared work jobs because their parents weren't employed at all mm. haven't been able to have the opportunities that those with a bit of money behind them yeah. have a bit of something to invest in themselves so it's a such it's such tricky territory because there are so many ways of looking at it for how it yeah is fairly or unfairly what? Well, it reminds me of a a time where um, it was in my first year of professional acting and I was about to do Bouncers with Chris Hawley from Black Box Theatre. And I was talking to Mm -hmm. an actor and they asked, oh, so where did you study? And I was like, oh, I studied drama at 
university in Winchester. And their response was, oh, so you didn't train in a kind of a little bit mm. of a snidey way. Exactly. And I was just thinking, hang on, you shut the fuck up. I'm the one who's got an acting job in a couple of months. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Does that mean I'm not, am I not yeah, allowed? You're not to, worthy, to... Dave, because you, your parents couldn't afford to pay for you to go and spend hundreds of thousands of pounds on drama UK affiliated training. Mm. I saw, I'm going to bring it up now just because it's in my mind. So we had a tweet sent in from Ross Brewster, who starred as Maloney in Ken Loach's Sorry We Missed You. If you know anything about Ken Loach's work, you'll know that it's supposed to emulate real life. I I, I saw his name come up a lot in our Twitter thread through some of the comments that Mm. people have said. Ross Brewster in particular mentioned that he's very thankful for the fact that there are job advertisements out there like that because he wouldn't have had the opportunity he did without them. And if you've seen the film, it is so raw, gritty and authentic. It feels like you're literally in the microcosm of that particular family and what that man is going Mm. through. And And that's the intention behind Ken Loach's work. So it fits perfectly. If somebody said to you, you can't have that job because you didn't study at a drama school yeah. but you fit it perfectly mm. you fit it down to the ground you're just what we're looking for but because you couldn't afford to have that particular degree or masters then nope you don't get the yeah. chance sorry we'd rather employ somebody who's less suitable for the job because their parents could afford for them to go through training mm. or they paid for themselves to go through training later on in life I don't know. It's, it's oh, it's 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 fucking controversial. It is, yeah. There is no other way of putting it because you can see both sides. Because likewise, if you have paid for training and you have got forty odd grand's worth of debt hanging over your head, then I can understand people feeling like, oh well, I was encouraged into going and getting that training because it would propel me into a far better career than anybody who didn't have it. Yeah. It put me a step ahead of them. And to some degree it does. I mean, I know that if you've studied at a drama school, you can get straight onto Spotlight without any professional Mm. credits. So it does to some extent. But that's if you can afford, after you've paid all those tuition fees, to go on Spotlight and pay for that annual subscription. I don't know. It just, it feels, it feels uncomfortable. That you would exclude an entire demographic. Mm. Do you know what I mean? There's probably people out there, like we said about, Oh, we're so funny. We could be on Gogglebox sort of mm. thing. They missed they miss the boat of, of ha- having the privilege to get an education in the arts because uh, there was somebody saying to them, like, y- you won't make a lot of money. You won't have enough to yeah. live. We can't help you. Do you know what I mean? I it, mean, in terms of like... Sad, but true. You know, choosing acting as a profession, I mean... <laughs> Unless you happen to be insanely lucky, and yes, luck does come into it, you can be the best actor mm. in the world. Right time, right place. It's same you can as be everything. on the level of Daniel Day-Lewis, but if there's not some luck involved, you've, you've got nothing, essentially. Like, I couldn't afford mm. to live on just acting alone. So I feel very privileged no. the fact that I've got a full-time job job working in an office, which currently is my home, so that I can, you know, afford to pay the bills so that any acting work is kind of a nice little bonus, even though my job yeah. job is kind of just scraping me along the cabacones <laughs> of life, as it were. Yeah, and and I think to myself, I'm straight away drawn back to conversations had with ex-students mm. that 
our university brought in for us to have conversations with about what they chose to do with their future, <laughs> um, what they went on to next and, and their 15 years on and where they are yeah. now. And there were people that said things like, I wholeheartedly believe that I had to be in London mm. to get anywhere with my acting career, with freelancing, with this, with that. Just in the creative industry, they thought they had to be in a city. And they said, like, I don't really know. I feel like that was just all fairy tale, mm. that, that all my dreams would come true once I was paying a ridiculous amount for accommodation and not getting hardly any acting work, yeah. having plenty of auditions and only being a tube journey away from them. But I was working more in the restaurant around the corner from my flat. Mm. Do you know what I mean? It, it's the same as that. Well, I, I always, I was in a similar mindset thinking, oh, I want to live in London and that's where it, that's where it is. That's where the stars are, yeah, baby. It's the big, yeah. <laughs> I want my name in lights. <laughs> when I started dating Hannah, she lived in London mm. and she lived as a as an as you know as a working actor but also working whatever job she could get but then she decided to move down here to Hampshire with me and she's paying less in rent and bills to live in a two-story house with me than she did to live in a room in London. That's where, again, it becomes exclusive to a certain demographic mm. of people. There are people out there that are suited down to the ground, have got bags of talent, absolute shed loads yeah. of it, but they haven't got the money to invest in themselves and so they miss out and they never get those opportunities and they're never in the right place at the right time because... They just don't have the money. Mm. It costs. Being an actor costs. That's the thing. And that's why it pisses people off that they pay money for subscriptions. They pay money for for courses. They pay money for workshops. And then they see people looking for real yeah. people, which you would consider yourself to be. But you've paid for all that training mm. and it's not getting you any further. Like, Here's the thing. In order for us actors to get jobs, for the majority of the time, we have to pay to subscribe to mandy um or spotlight mm -hmm. or stuff like that but if you're just looking for a regular job you can just join indeed.com you don't even have to join it do you i think you can just see their job listings for free it's not even well not it doesn't cost you anyway it doesn't yeah. just register you can create an account or yeah. not and just see and and that's fine why is it that us actors mm. have to pay money to look for jobs I mean, these acting, you know, I pay a subscription for Mandy and Spotlight. And it's, a, it's when you look at the, how much it costs over the year, it's a lot of money that I could be spending on food. And I'm sure there are probably people yeah. that are like, I am spending it on food. Right then, mate. After the same again. Another email that we got. Uh, Hi, Scarlett and David. Hope you've both been doing well. I saw your post on Twitter and thought I may as well chime in. To give a bit of context about where I'm coming from, I trained at the Royal Conservatoire of Scotland and graduated with an MA in acting back in 2017. Opportunities since then have been very few and far between. I also went into my MA without any official actor training beforehand, having only ever performed in amateur student theatre. Which in my eyes, I would call that training an experience. I don't know, maybe some people believe that you've got to go to drama school and that's experience whatever he continues with that out of the way in regards to the term no acting experience necessary i am thrilled by the sentiment behind it there should absolutely be castings available for people with little to no experience because you never know where you might find the perfect casting 
That being said, mm. I think the difficulty arises when no experience necessary really means no actors allowed. Casting directors being open mm. to people with no experience is truly a great thing and more of them need to do it. But doing so by excluding the thousands of actors out there begging for a chance is not the way to go about it. I understand the idea is probably to allow new people to have a chance at getting involved. But what are casting directors really saying if they decide trained slash experienced actors and new actors shouldn't audition alongside one another? Is the idea not supposed to be that new actors have just as much chance at being cast? If it is, then give us both the chance to audition and whoever is right will be cast. By deciding only mm. new actors are allowed to audition, then there is a subliminal message from the casting director saying they don't really have a stronger chance in the audition room. As for the term real people, this is what I cannot stand. It's such a ridiculous and vague description that means absolutely nothing. It's even worse when there are so many casting calls that have no character descriptions outside of it. What does it mean? Have aliens invaded and are trying to break into the industry? Is that why Benedict Cumberbatch looks like that? I wish it just meant they were looking for actors who can give genuine performances. But the fact is so often paired with no experience necessary proves that's not the case. The fact that they're appearing on actors... Websites, maybe it's, nonsense. It, maybe it's a, a subtle, <laughs> maybe, maybe it's a subtle compliment that they're trying to tell us like, they're there, you are real people. <laughs> That's why we're on here, <laughs> publicising our work. See, I find that an interesting viewpoint, like the whole, you know, if casting directors are looking for people with no experience, is that a case of they just want people with no experience? Shouldn't all actors be treated as equals, essentially? Yeah, if you're right for it, you're right for it. It shouldn't matter what... Unfortunately, it does. It does. If you've got something on your CV that says you've been in something that says that you might have a bit of following yourself yeah. already, you probably are more likely to get the job because they'll think, oh, well, they bring their audience with them. We're always told about just being present on social yeah. media as an actor and being the CEO of yourself and this, that and the other and promoting what yeah. you do. On Twitter, of all places, I'm sorry, Twitter's a terrible place. I think the world would be better off without it. Mm. And that's coming from me, who knows that Twitter is our best source of listeners, which is just a double-edged sword in that sense. I think from what I've seen from people on Twitter and emails is the whole casting calls asking for real people is just straight out wrong. Someone mm. quoted our tweet saying... Uh, the real people gets me wondering if I've actually been a chair all this time and not a real human person. Would you, out of interest, just to be devil's advocate, you know, um, if you saw a, a job listing like that, would you apply for it? If it was asking for real people? If I wasn't an actor and someone told me, hey, there's this company looking for real people. and No, no, no but if you were, if you were, if you, oh. are now, if you saw it now, would you apply for... Um, a casting for a real person. I've never applied for a casting for a real person because I just think, oh, what's the point? They're, looking, they're not looking for an actor, so fuck it, I'm not going to bother. I've never done that. And right. I also think, well, they're clearly going to try and underpay me. And if I, you know, try and call them out and go, actually, I'm worth more than this, it just seems like a waste of time. So I just don't. Mm -hmm. The whole no acting experience necessary slash required thing, I've, I've seen casting directors put it up, but it's not something I'm going to go to my agent. Hey, put me forward for that because I know it's I'm not what they're looking for so I'm like oh, pff, whatever <laughs> yeah. I wonder I'd love to know actually that's it's funny you said that because I'd like to know what agents think about those job listings yeah. what agents I mean what 
what stuff you've been put forward for that you wouldn't even know about. So there could be people commenting on our tweet that have been put forward for a real person casting because their agent knows they can do a very authentic version of themselves <laughs> <laughs> and they don't even know it and they're like this is disgusting this is so wrong i don't know i i'm so torn between the it being a leg yeah. up for people that otherwise wouldn't get the chance because that's the thing it costs money to essentially get into this industry which is nonsense i don't understand why it should so that opportunity yeah. should be given to people that can't afford it but at the same time yeah the people that have put so much money and time and effort into it shouldn't be cast aside. It's oh, fucking hell. No. It's so no. tricky. And and how big are the how <laughs> God? How big are these these casting agencies that are or directors that are advertising these jobs? I've seen one casting agency they... recently that is quite big. Post two okay. flyers on Twitter where the phrase "no acting experience necessary" has been used. And I and they also this casting director also posted a follow up tweet clarifying what they were saying because I think they got a bit of backlash about it. I know full well that there are big institutions in the UK that give lip service to diversity, but their commitments and targets are not so often achieved, shall we say. Mm. So they might put stuff on their website about um, being inclusive to BAME actors trying to represent all genders and looking at social class and yeah. and age and disabilities and size, mm. the way you look, all that sort of stuff. They, they, they talk about it, but do they enforce it? Is there precariat slash working class, whatever you know it as, theatre out there mm. that is played by middle class actors? Yeah. Is that right? On our Twitter thread, we definite, I definitely saw a little bit of a working slash middle class divide start to happen. These are comments from two people that quoted our tweet. So the first one quoted our tweet and said, some damn angry actors in this thread giving off the old, they come here stealing our jobs vibe. I trained to be an actor, but why does inclusion upset them so much? Some of the best actors I know didn't train. And then someone else quoted our tweet saying hey if you're a poor slash working class actor and want to know what people in this industry think of us head over to this comment section and then they responded with five emojis looking like they're gonna throw up i should point out in kind of defense of the people on our twitter thread i don't think anyone was intentionally looking to attack working class actors yeah we're, we're top we are told from day dot though that this industry is heavily skewed towards the privileged. Absolutely. We are. I remember sitting in a drama school audition, which actually, I got into that drama school and chose wow. not to go there. I didn't like mm. their approach. I'm, I remember sitting there and people saying, this is going to cost mm. a lot of money. You can get loans, you can get grants, you can get this, that and the other, and you will have to pay it back one day. But maybe you won't because... And this guy actually sat there and he, he was a student already. He sat there and said, either you'll never earn enough money on paper to have to pay it back. Brilliant. Because we don't. Don't think you've got a future in this industry making a lot of money because <laughs> if you do, you're one of the lucky few. Christ. And if not, mum or dad will pay it off. Mum or dad. Oh, okay. I mean, I don't know about you, but like, 
um, last I checked, any student debt I had was definitely not being, uh, they, they weren't offering me an option to pass it over to my mum and dad's name. I spoke to Hannah, my girlfriend, about this. She was mm. lucky enough that her parents paid for her fees to go to drama school. But that was it. Any other yeah. expense, you know, living, food, mm. drink, anything else she had to cover herself. So she basically worked several jobs at a t- every time anytime she wasn't at drama school she was working and she said that she pretty much lived off of baked beans but as soon as some of her fellow classmates found out that her parents paid her tuition fees they treated her like shit because of it like oh oh you got your fees yeah. paid by mum and dad oh fuck you then and then <laughs> hannah's just there like They've paid my tuition, yeah. yes. I'm just eating a tin of baked beans. This is all I can afford right now. A bag of crisps is probably more expensive than a can of beans. It probably is. Like... In this economy, Jesus it definitely Christ. is. I think you can definitely get <laughs> get the, you know, Tesco value beans are probably cheaper than a bag of crisps. It's that whole thing. So our, our Twitter thread kind of became a bit of a class war, which is why mm. this email I'm about to read is quite interesting to hear because we're hearing, we've seen a lot of people on Twitter who say they're from a working class background going, oh, it's the elitist drama students who went to drama, who were able to afford to go to drama school, were able to do this. Blah, blah, blah. Um, so this is an email we got. And the title of this email is Wasted Dream Chasing. Uh, so this guy says, hi there. I'm just emailing as to regards to your Twitter thread on the subject of casting directors asking for non-actors for roles. I find it a real kick in the teeth. I've heard casting directors say that it's just giving working class people a chance. I find that rubbish. So I'm going to tell you a little about myself and what I've had to do. I'm working class from the bottom of the barrel and a true East End bloke from a big East End family. I never came from money or had savings. I joined the army at 16 and was MD'd earlier on through two broken legs. So I did what a lot of people from my area did and that was crime. I was involved with some heavy people and my experience around weapons and violence earned me some respect to the point I was working full time. It took me meeting my wife, having my first child and being sent to prison for a few years for me to really step back and look at my life. It was in prison that I learned I had a passion for acting. I did a lot of reading inside and came across books by Stanislavski that I thought were interesting as they delve into the mind of a character and not what people see on stage and TV. The thought process was fascinating. I then started reading Shakespeare. A profession that I thought was mamby-pamby was actually keeping me together and giving me hope for a brighter future. After I got out and after a number of confrontations with the life I was trying to leave behind, my wife suggested we move away and start afresh. We moved up to Doncaster, where I knew a lot of people from my army days. Life was tough financially and the temptation to go back to my criminal past was tempting, but with the support of my wife, she told me to follow my dreams and ignore everything else. So I did. I paid for private one-to-one acting tuition and took my Lambda Level 1 acting. Then I went to college for two years where I received my national diploma in acting. After this, I applied for one drama school as this was the only one I could get funding from student finance and that was Lippa. Lucky for me, I got in and three years later, I got my degree. The struggle getting there was real and the struggle continues and will continue till the day I die. I won't give up following my dream, otherwise it was all for nothing. My point of all this is that I understand the struggle actors go through to follow their dreams and casting directors asking for non-actors and giving them a career-defining opportunity without the graft is just wrong in my book. It makes us feel like what was the point of the last years and financial ruin to be where we are now? 
but I will never hold that against the actor who made it without the graft, because it's not their fault. It's the industry that needs to take a hard look at itself. Mm. Oh, yeah. Pointing fingers will get you nowhere. It is no one person's fault. It's something that's evolved over time. Do you know what I mean? Once upon a time, there weren't these qualifications to obtain to become Mm. an actor. Right there, miss. After the same again. This podcast is sponsored by WeAudition.com. WeAudition is the revolutionary new website that helps actors to find a scene partner on demand through video chat for rehearsals and self-tapes and meet casting directors, agents and industry experts for auditions and general meetings one-on-one through video chat and earn money for rehearsing with other actors. But why are we telling you this, you may ponder? Well, ponder no more, because we've teamed up with the wonderful people of WeAudition.com to offer listeners of Two Actors Walk Into a Bar an exclusive discount on Pro Membership. I don't know why I went Scottish then, but what I do know is that if you use our code 2actors25 at checkout, you'll get an exclusive 25% off your pro membership. That's the promo code 2actors25, T-W-O-A-C-T-O-R-S 25. Are we our own worst enemies? I think so. I think I've seen so many people, like especially recently given the current climate, I've seen a lot of people on Twitter you know, posting about, oh my God, I've got an actual audition with an actual casting director and stuff like that. And it's really nice to see. Mm. And there are, there's one side of acting Twitter that's like, it's really good to read these tweets of people making it in the industry. That shows that our industry is coming back again. But then there's the other side of acting Twitter that's like, I don't want to see that because I'm not getting it. Or I know people that aren't. And it's like, mm. I can see both sides because, mm. you know, if you see someone on Twitter saying, oh my God, I've had a, I've gotten into room with the casting director. I think every actor has got that little selfish devil on their shoulder going, but why haven't you? <laughs> it's like, I don't think we can help that, really. It's no, just... and and it's definitely a, an individual thing. It's subjective and it always will be. You don't have that round plumbers. You don't have plumbers <laughs> going, oh, fucking hell, I got to fix that, you bend. Another plumber going, why didn't I? If only it was me. <laughs> why yeah. didn't I fix it, you bend yeah. at number 22? I don't know. Is there a plumber Twitter? Email us. Why would <laughs> no plumbers are listening to this? Why am I asking to email us? Um, I, for me, and it's a personal thing. And some people would say, well, you're lucky you, you, can, you can feel like that and, and let it go over your head like that. I am so thrilled to hear anybody is having any ounce of success. I just, I have known people before that have felt very sort of like, Oh, but what about me? Boo-hoo. Like, why Why don't I get those chances? And let's be honest, every actor listening thinks like that at some point. I will admit, I think like that. I'm sure at some point, Scarlett, you've thought like that. Like, why not me? <laughs> why could, I could have done that. Uh, people do it for you. People do it for you. You have conversation <laughs> with family members, with friends that go, oh, I was watching so-and-so and so-and-so. And I thought, Scarlett would have been great for that. And I think... Yeah, fucking hell. Why couldn't I have had that job? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Everybody thinks it, don't they? It's only natural. You've no idea how many people, friends or family have said, oh, you should have been Doctor Who, David. And I'm like, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. I'm sure yeah. the BBC are just looking for a random guy in Hampshire. Dave, you should have been the Fuck. twin brother of the guy in Bridgerton. <laughs> <laughs> but I do think there's quite a sort of bitterness out there. And it's been enhanced 
tenfold since covid for uh, for people Absolutely. feeling hard done by for people yeah. feeling like they never get the chances for them feeling like why does that person always fall in shit and come out smelling the roses what do they do to deserve it they don't go looking for it i'm trying really hard and and gain nothing do you know what i mean but everybody actors are some of the worst people for <laughs> getting down on themselves for yeah. really fucking being self-critical not believing in themselves and thinking that they'll never make it even even though they've been the people that taken the biggest steps and the biggest risks to immerse mm. themselves in this industry and so many people just don't believe in themselves I'm guilty of it. We all are. So on that point, it's understandable if you've, you know, taken big risks financially or even mentally to get where you are as an actor to then see a casting call asking Ooh. for people that have no experience or are. Well, I, I don't agree with the real people thing, but the no acting experience necessary thing obviously refers to a, people that maybe didn't get a chance to go to drama school and stuff. But I understand where you're coming from if you've been able to go to drama school and really put the work into your craft and the money into it and everything and all the stress that comes with being an actor and stuff to then find that so-and-so off the street has just as much a chance as you. Mm -hmm. But like, as mentioned in that last email, it's not Joe Bloggs' off the street's fault. It's the industry's, yeah, really. Yeah. Like I feel like for... Like just going back to a question I asked you earlier about mm. if you see those job castings, do you apply for them? I think yeah. a lot of actors, initial reaction would that it would be for work as an influencer or for work on reality TV. That mm. that's what I would assume on seeing yeah. those those casting calls. We can all have bloody good laugh about the fact that we're not <laughs> i'm not a real boy <laughs> because it's just it's odd wording and and actually funnily enough there was another tweet from a lady i can't remember her name now and I've, I've not got it right here um but she said that in the u.s when they're referring to real people yeah it's sort of colloquially known that that means not model pretty we had another we had an email come in from someone from denver colorado which is in america mm -hmm. obviously but some people may not know that um they said well, i said i was bad at geography but <laughs> uh so this person said we as you can expect get very few roles here with that we have actors who commit themselves do the groundwork land an agent take classes etc sadly we see a lot of screen actors guild or paying gigs seeking real people or fresh new faces in the competitive world of acting i can't imagine states like new york los angeles or even atlanta ignoring the talent they have for fresh new faces in colorado we do have an influx of californians moving here some of which have acting training and skills healthy competition is always good for growth but throwing fresh new faces in with trained actors deludes the market it makes actors feel unappreciated New actors get unrealistic ego boosts. I couldn't imagine booking a SAG commercial with no experience and not getting a big head. And yet, and yes, it makes the market flimsy. Why would an actor pay for classes, workshops, headshots, etc. if they can book without? It's frustrating. It is. It's a kick in the teeth. Yeah. It's always going to be. I know, and only because Liam is an accountant, mm. that there are people that go to university and study accounting and finance. When those graduates come out of those university schemes, they haven't been taught the way that the 
particular businesses do it. Yeah. And they still then have to take a three-year course, say, whereas the people that go straight from college take a five-year course. But for actors, there's a, a certain amount of people that have done training in, in whatever way that may be, uh, and they've paid the money for that. Mm. They still get a job, but then the, you, you get a, a slipstream of people that haven't done training that can also get those jobs. It's just, it, it does happen yeah. elsewhere, but I can see how just the same as it would be for those accounting and finance graduates as it would for drama school graduates, a kick in the teeth that they've paid all that money and they still don't get sort of first dibs on the best jobs. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, definitely. Be- because you feel like you fronted up the money, but then it you have to consider the fact that it becomes unfair to those that can't afford it in the first place. That's last orders at the bar, please. Last orders at the bar. I think what we've come to the conclusion of is that any casting ads asking for quote unquote real people just need to just no, absolutely not. I think they're in the wrong place. Yeah. I feel like they're in the wrong if place. If you want to look for real people for something, by all means, there's nothing wrong with that. But fuck off off of casting networks and stuff like Mandy I mean, and Spotlight. Are people publishing jobs? Do they not have to pay a subscription? I don't I don't know. But I'm sure they must do. Fuck that. If you signed up just to post that, because you're just upsetting a load of people. (laughs) It just seems ridiculous. Um, So that whole thing, the whole uh, asking for real people, no, get that out. I mean, it's ridiculous to just assume that there's a differentiation between actors and real people. Boring people, more like. (laughs) (laughs) But the whole no acting experience necessary or no acting experience required and stuff, that's a big, big gray area does that mean they're just i think i think that is a problem with the industry perhaps it should just be that these casting directors should word these flyers that they post out on twitter and stuff more carefully i think the the problem definitely lies in the industry i don't think the way to go about this is to attack other actors and to say oh it's a bunch of drama school students pushing the door shut for other actors because i don't think that's their intention at all we're all in this boat together it's a, it's a it's a it's a it's a boat with several holes in it. It's currently sinking, whether we're in lockdown or COVID nineteen or not. But if we can't support each other, then in a time like this, what have we got? And this coming from two people of no authority on this whatsoever. Yeah. But we are actors, and we're also real people. Just our opinion. Yeah. I just wanted to say about that casting call that I have seen mm. on Facebook. Um, to me, this is a real person casting. Right. It says. Are you a true crime fanatic with a passion for solving crimes? Are you an armchair detective? Do you think you have what it takes to solve a murder mystery? STV Studios are making a brand new television series for Channel 4 and are looking for teams of ordinary British people to try their hand at becoming detectives to solve a murder mystery. Right, I'm sorry. I think I should stop you right there. You know how I made the joke earlier about not wanting someone to come around my house and fix my broken pipes if they've not had any expertise in plumbing? <laughs> the last thing I want, the last thing I want is members of the fucking public solving crimes. It's like when they do, it's like when they can't do it now because of COVID. But I think they still do with like mm-hmm. long microphones. It's like when, you know, there's a news report on BBC News or ITV News and they ask for members of the public for their opinions. That's the last thing I want. I want trained journalists <laughs> and trained experts to give me their opinions. Not fucking old boomer off the street to give their opinion on climate change or the economy. No, that's the, oh, it sounds like a terrible <laughs> show. I won't watch it unless they pay me a lot of money to be in it. In that case, fuck it. Yeah, I know a lot about true crime. <laughs> 
another thing, um, an interesting tweet I thought was from a regular listener of ours. Uh, it's from Zara Jane, mm. and she has said the fact that to get into drama school you have to pay for an audition yeah. and you don't get the money back if you don't get in. Actors spend a lot of money to work on the craft and skills. Okay, if they are new to acting or a graduate, but if you've been in it for years, it's kind of an insult. Mm. So. We don't know the intention behind said job listings, no. basically. We don't know. We're not those people. We're not providing the briefs. We don't know enough. This is only assumptions we have made. But if they are there for either, like we said, the cynical side of us says it's cheap labor, yeah. or if they are there to give a leg up to people that otherwise wouldn't get an opportunity, then fine. But like she said, the fact that you have to pay for auditions to drama schools yeah you don't get the money mm. back and you probably won't get in because they reckon on average you have to audition over three times to actually get in it's it's cutting off a demographic from the get-go absolutely it's it's saying you can't afford this so you're not included so this is exclusive i think the real problem that that zara's definitely you know hit the nail on the head with the fact that you have to pay to audition to get into drama school you don't not to even get there to just be in with a chance of getting into drama school you have to pay mm-hmm. i don't remember having to pay to get into university i paid i paid 45 for my drama school one but was that just 45 just just for the audition that's not counting the yeah, train fare the or the tube fare or no. eating when you were in london getting a sandwich yeah, from no. a corner shop or anything it's like you've got to pay a subscription to even consider being involved. And then that's what causes this divide between actors that have mm. paid to get into this industry with actors who can't pay. But then likewise, you get these people moaning. They're saying, it's not fair. I've spent a load of money on my craft. Yeah, you spent the money. You spent the money for your subscription as well. And there'll be people that could never afford those subscriptions. So they won't see the fucking job listing. So those people will never find the real people with no experience required that they're fucking looking for. Because everybody on that website has the money to pay for the subscription and probably has trained as well. Or at least has a few credits under their belt. So this is an odd end to the episode because we've not got like a full-on conclusion. We've not got an answer for you. <laughs> no, we've def- no, we've definitely not got If you came here looking for answers, <laughs> uh, and we've still... there's We've probably confused you some there's more. There's <laughs> several emails and tweets that we've not had a chance to go through, and we're sorry if we if you contacted... We do really appreciate anyone that contacted us, and we're sorry if we missed you out. It might be that your email was already covered in some of our ramblings or, or something like that. Um, but yeah, this is definitely a subject I think that might that will probably definitely pop up in future episodes of this mm-hmm. show. But not next week. Next week we're talking about animals and the fact that me and my girlfriend Hannah got a dog, <laughs> so it's a bit more lighthearted. We're giving you some juicy, wholesome content. <laughs> what are you two still doing here? Go on, sling your hook. See you later, Davey boy. See you later, Scarlotta. We'd like to give a massive thanks to Rotaries for our soundtrack and to Megan Siggers for our artwork. And an even bigger thanks to all of you choosing to listen to us waffle on. Find us on all social media platforms and make sure to subscribe to us because we're actors. We need validation. Saxons at Sutton Hoo. Green children in Woolpit. Smugglers at Sizewell and Ed Sheeran by the Castle on the Hill. 
Suffolk is full of fascinating stuff, and I'm here to deep dive into it all. Join me, Emily Slade, and my guests every Friday as I look into the different areas of the county by the sea. From film to folklore, history to Haverhill, there's definitely something about Suffolk.